You're listening to the Blair List Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Blair List Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode because I'm switching it up a little bit and I'm going to be doing a full solo episode Q&A style based off of questions that you guys sent me on a poll that I did on Instagram. Before we jump into it, I really just wanted to take a few minutes to thank you guys so much for the support for the podcast. It's been really amazing to see people connecting with certain episodes and, you know, people reaching out to me and telling me how maybe something helped them that they heard. And that really is just why I do it. If I'm able to inspire or help just one person, I feel like the purpose of this podcast has been fulfilled. And I just want to thank you guys for the support, for listening. And if you have a second, I'd really appreciate it if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people not only find the podcast, but it helps us show up in search results when people are searching for like career advice or entrepreneurial podcasts, like pretty much any of the keywords that go with the Blair list. So if you have five minutes and you want to write a review, I will love you forever. Cool. So let's get into it. One of the first questions that I got that I really liked was how to get experience in marketing as a new college grad. I know that times are super weird right now and it's difficult to find a job, let alone find a job that you like that's, you know, on the career path of what you want for your future. So, you know, I thought about that for a second and I was like, well, how can you really do that? Right. Let's say you have no experience in marketing at all and you want to break into the industry, but don't really know how. I think the best thing to do is to utilize LinkedIn. I did post a whole episode about networking like a boss and using LinkedIn to your advantage. You have to understand that LinkedIn is really a platform that's designed for networking. It's designed for people finding jobs, recruiters reaching out to you for a potential job fit. It's really what the platform is for. So I wouldn't feel awkward connecting with someone that I don't know and reaching out to them. I will say that when you reach out to them, you want to make sure that your message is unique and personalized. You don't just want to be like, hey, I saw this job at the company that you work at. Can you hire me? You want to maybe like do a little bit of research on the person that you're reaching out to and Tell them, hey, I saw a project that you worked on. It really inspired me and I would love to intern for you or have a coordinator position or something that's a little bit lower on the totem pole, especially coming out of college. You're kind of in this like weird limbo where you don't really have experience, but you want to work in a field that is really demanding. So I would recommend, you know, interning during college. Hopefully you did. If not, Maybe there's some sort of paid internship that you can get to have on your resume. And also start your own thing. Like if you are a great writer and you want to break out into the marketing world and show your copywriting skills, you can start a blog and you can write about something that you love to really showcase your writing style. And that way you're able to 
tell this person, hey, I might not have corporate experience, but I'm super driven, hardworking, fast learning, and I really want to work in your company or in your industry. Check out this blog that I did. I think you'll be really interested in it and just keep following up with them. And this might be like a little controversial to some people, but I really think a great way to get your foot in the door is to work for free. I did that for so many years when I lived in New York and the experience is really invaluable. You know, I had to take college credit classes for internships that were unpaid at the time. And yes, it's like a sweatshop and you work a bunch of hours and don't get any money for it. But if you're able to maybe do a part-time internship while you have a part-time job or working full-time and you do a little something on the side for free, I think that it'll showcase I think that it'll show people that you're serious about it and you're serious about getting knowledge within that industry that you're willing to work for free for it. Also keep in mind that once you get this job, you actually have to keep it, right? Whether it's an internship or this coordinator position. So if you are working for free, you should still be busting your ass and acting like you're getting paid a lot of money to be there because if you're showing people that you'll you'll work this hard for free, just imagine what you'll do when you actually get paid. There have been so many situations that I've been in at previous jobs where we hired the free interns who worked super hard full time and they stayed with the company for years and were able to sort of climb up that totem pole. So don't lose faith. The best advice I've gotten in business. Ooh, that's a good one. So I probably need like a whole other podcast episode just to talk about all the great advice that I've been lucky to receive from people that I've worked with and my mentors and things like that. But if I could only give you one piece of advice, I would say to focus on building and nurturing your relationships. Going back to our last episode with Dana Rosansky, who is the founder of Miami Food Porn and also a senior account director at RBB Communications, which is a huge agency in Miami, we talked about the importance of networking. People really think that networking is reaching out to people when you need something, but it's actually the opposite. It's all about what you can do for someone else and what value you can provide for another person. So if there's someone that you want to learn from or work under Don't just reach out to them when you need something. Reach out to them when you see an article that reminded you of them or asking how their holidays were and, you know, building that personal relationship with them. And I think that also goes hand in hand with just being nice to everybody. You know, your personality, the way you carry yourself and the relationship that you have with others, you know, bringing good positive energy, all of these things are so much more important than. If you were just like really good at your job, but super stoic and people couldn't talk to you, work with you, relate to you, you know, who you are as a person, in my opinion, is a lot more important than anything else. Because at the end of the day, if someone really likes you and sees potential in you, but maybe you don't have the most strong work background, I've seen so many times where people hire those people over the person who has an amazing resume, but no personality, or they aren't nice, or they aren't personable. So your personality and what you bring to the table from like an energy level 
is extremely important. And I think that, you know, nurturing relationships, being nice to everybody, not burning bridges, all of that is the one piece of business advice that I could give you that I hope that you take with you. Top three tips for growing your Instagram. So I also did another episode on 10 tips to grow your Instagram, but if I had to condense them into three, I would probably say figure out who you are as a brand. You know, when I worked at Cache Corporate, we used to always say, well, who is the Cache girl? You know, where does she go shopping? What does she do on the weekends? What's her favorite restaurant? You kind of want to look at your brand as like a person that you know, right? Like, what are their characteristics? And you want to get to know them so well that they're your best friend. So you know right away what fits and what doesn't when it comes to your brand. So I think figuring out what your brand is, what your brand stands for, and what your brand story is, is number one. Then number two is to create content in advance. You don't want to be scrambling last minute for something that you want to post. You want to have, you want to be able to work under confidence, not under stress, because you're going to produce better content. You're going to be more creative in figuring out what you want to actually create. And it'll give you a little bit more flexibility and freedom to engage with your audience once all of your posts are scheduled. The third tip I can say is to be consistent. You want to figure out what your posting cadence is. Are you posting every day, every other day? Are you engaging with your audience immediately? You know, these are all things that you want to ask yourself. And I think that these three things will help build a community for yourself, for your brand of people who, you know, enjoy the content that you post. They love engaging with you. They love following you and and it'll only grow from there. But there's so much more to it. So I'd really recommend checking out that 10 tips to grow your Instagram episode because I go way more in depth and I feel like it'll be much more helpful to you guys. Someone asked me if I wasn't working in marketing, what would I do? So uh, this is just funny to me because I am laughing thinking of the episode where my sister Jacqueline interviewed me. And I think about how when I was growing up, I really wanted to be a singer or an actress. I really just wanted to like be in entertainment. And I think now I'm glad that I didn't go that route, but I would probably be doing something within the entertainment realm, um, you know, maybe working at a talent agency or working with artists directly on like album rollouts or, you know, something within the entertainment music field. But I always feel like it goes back to marketing because I just love the human psychology of it and, you know, creating something beautiful for the world to enjoy. So I'd probably say something within the entertainment field and working with artists or entrepreneurs. How do you do the podcast and also your full-time job? So this is something that, you know, I work on all the time. I like to balance as much as I can, but it can be really difficult because I do have a really demanding full-time job. You know, working for Grey Goose has been such an amazing experience, but it is also a lot of hard work and I work a lot. So during the day is dedicated to my full-time job. And then at night, once, you know, I'm done with all of my emails and all my work around like 6 or 7 p.m., then I start working on the Blair list, which is crazy to think about. I don't really sleep. I probably should sleep more. 
But for example, if I'm recording a podcast with someone, they usually come to my apartment at like 6 or 7 p.m. and we record the episode, hang out for a little, and then I'll edit everything and schedule everything to be sent out on Wednesday. Someone asked the best advice to get into the corporate world from startup life. So this is actually exactly what I did. Um, I didn't work at a startup. I worked at a small agency based in Miami, but I didn't come to Bacardi with, you know, huge names on my resume of places that I've worked. I did work with a lot of cool clients, but it wasn't, you know, anything huge or corporate. So I felt like it was really important for me to create a portfolio of everything that I did, whether it was before and after photos of Instagram feeds that I took over, content that I created, community management examples of how I responded to different people from social media platforms that I managed. You know, I kind of just like put together this entire portfolio of all of my best work to show them, hey, I didn't come from like Starbucks or anything, but I do have experience doing all of these different things that the job role entails. And, you know, once you get into the actual interview process, I really wanted to let my personality shine and and let them know that no one's going to work harder than me. You know, I'm going to come in the earliest, stay the latest, do everything in my power to get the job done. And I think that a really important thing that I learned before going into the interview process was that It's really important to listen more than you speak when you're in an interview. You know, you want to ask, you want to talk to the person who's interviewing you and really listen to what they're saying. You know, a lot of times people are quick to respond and quick to like jump into whatever they're asking, but it actually is so much better when you're taking time to listen to what someone is asking you take a second to think about it, and then come back with like a really well-formulated response. So I think that if you put together a good enough portfolio, you can apply, keep following up with them every single week, you know, let them know that you're serious about the job. See if there's anyone you know that works at the company that can potentially recommend you or put in a good word for you, or even reach out to as many people as you can on LinkedIn and let them know that you applied for the job you know, find out who your direct report would be and reach out to them and let them know that you applied for the job and you'd love to connect with them. And I think that that really shows initiative and shows that you're serious about it. And I think just keep following up. Like the internet is your best resource and you can find out so much on LinkedIn or even just Google. And I think that you should utilize that. Advice on creating a portfolio for yourself. So great segue from my last question. I think that no matter what you do, it's important to create a portfolio that is clean, minimalist, white background, black text, you know, keep all the fonts signature to what you want it to look like. For example, all the header fonts the same, all the body fonts the same. You want the photos to really stand out. And you want to put information that is easily digestible and impactful. So this also goes for your resume too. If you increased engagement by 300%, you want to write that on the portfolio slide and keep it to like three or four bullet points that show tangible information on how you contributed to the growth of 
the business, the team, the social media profile, whatever you want to get into, just strong, tangible facts and keep the wording to a minimum. I think also you want to minimize the amount of slides and information that they have to go through. So I wouldn't put like your resume in the portfolio. It should be a separate document and you shouldn't put like a picture of yourself with an about me. I think that all of that is like fluff information and it's important to be direct and black and white and concise and let them know this is what I did. This is what the result was and this is how I can contribute this to your company. How do you stay focused and creative during the mundane parts of the business? So I am human. You know, of course, there are some days where I feel like I just can't concentrate, especially with working from home for the past year. There have been some times where I need to get up in the middle of the day and just go for like a 15 minute walk, go grab a coffee downstairs or a matcha, I should say, or go grab a juice from down the street and just like really stand outside in the sun, get some fresh air, you know, maybe call someone on your lunch break, just get out of the house. I think that being outside and like connected with nature really helps me ground myself. And during the days that I feel unmotivated or not inspired, and I'm kind of just like in that weird limbo phase, I think that Doing anything to get your mind off of it temporarily, even for like a 15, 20 minute segment, like, you know, going outside or listening to a podcast or listening to music. I think those things have really helped me. I think also prioritizing what needs to get done by when. I use a tool called Trello, which is a free online tool that helps me prioritize all of my tasks so that I know that I'm not doing too many things on one day and like overwhelming myself so that I'm able to spread everything out and be able to focus better. Because if I see that I have 300 things that need to get done by today, I get very overwhelmed before I even start the work and it kind of like hinders my creative process. So I would just say like prioritize the things that you need to do, go outside, for a walk, um, be productive in like, okay, I'm going to set 15 minutes aside for myself, um, go for a walk down the street, call my mom to say hi, like something to get your mind off of it. I think that those things really help. How do you create and stick to a morning routine? So I actually love this question because I recently created a morning routine that I've been really consistent with. It took me a while during quarantine because I felt like I was just adapting to everything going on and I started to get a lot of anxiety and I realized that my anxiety was coming from the unknown. You know, I'm someone who likes to be in control, especially when it comes to my life and my work and I felt like things were really not in my control and it it didn't make me feel good or secure. So I created a morning routine for myself that I have stuck with really, really well. Like I'm actually surprised and proud of myself for doing this so consistently because I do have consistency issues when it comes to getting up in the morning and I'm not a morning person at all. So you can relate to me. Know that you're not alone. But something that I do now is I actually purchased something called a five-minute journal. Shout out to my friend Gabby who told me because 
the five minutes in the morning have really transformed like my intention for the rest of the day. So this journal I bought online, I think it was like $20. I got it on a Black Friday sale. And it's cool because it's the same questions over and over every day that you have to answer. But it's, it's interesting to go back and see how your answers have evolved over time. So you open up the book, you write what day it is, and then they ask you things that you're grateful for, how you can make the day great, and at night you also write three amazing things that happened to you that day. So you have to do it right when you wake up in the morning and right before you go to bed. There's like a whole explanation in the book on why, but I think it just has a lot to do with setting your intention for the day. And so I've been doing that really consistently. You actually have to like sign something in the book that says, if you don't do this consistently for seven days, you'll do something that you don't want to do. Like I wrote that I would donate money to a charity that I don't support. And you know, when you're talking about your own finances and donating $100 to something that you don't want to, like it really helps you stay consistent. So I did that and I've been waking up in the morning. It's on my nightstand. First thing in the morning is I do my five minute journal and then I'll stretch, wake up and I'll go for a five mile bike ride. Granted, like last week, I didn't go on a bike ride at all because my body was so shot and tired and I had to really like listen to myself. I could not physically get out of bed, but usually I'm super consistent with it and I'll go pretty much every morning before work and I'll drink a huge glass of water with lemon and go on a bike ride to the beach and to South Point Park and all these different places. I have like my little routine and then I come home, I shower, I take my vitamins. So I take seed probiotics, which you take on an empty stomach and they are the best probiotics ever. Um, I got them from Melissa Wood Health, who is a lifestyle and health influencer on Instagram who I've been following for a long time. And she swears by them. And I decided to just take the leap and purchase them. And it's just made like a huge difference in my digestion, which helps me, you know, stay more alert and just feel better about myself. And, you know, because I'm trying to exercise in the morning, it helps me keep everything like in line when it comes to taking care of myself. Um, I then also take a liquid multivitamin by Mary Ruth Organics, which has also been a huge game changer for my energy levels. I was not one to take multivitamins, period, let alone a liquid one. And, you know, I'm sure you're thinking you're thinking it probably tastes disgusting, but I got the fruit punch flavor and it's actually delicious. You take like a little shot of it, you know, when you were really young and you used to have to take like Robitussin or something when you were sick and you have those like little plastic cups where you fill up the line and you take a shot of it. Well, it's basically the same exact thing, um, but it tastes better and it gives you so many vitamins and minerals, which I also take on an empty stomach and it's done so much for my energy levels. It's, it's just crazy. I feel so much better getting out of bed earlier in the morning having sustained energy throughout the day. It's been honestly life-changing for me and I've already put on like five of my friends who love it too. So it has to be doing something right. And then I usually shower and 
get ready for my day and answer emails. You know, I have a rule that I don't go on social media until I'm done with my morning routine so that I'm able to really focus on my day and, you know, get in like a positive mindset before actually being on my phone because I do work in social media. So it's a really long day ahead of me of staring at my screen and also being on my computer. So I try to limit that as much as possible. And then at night, I'm trying really hard. You know, I have to create a nighttime routine, but I'm trying really hard that after like 7 p.m. I stay off Instagram. But it's difficult when you are a social media manager. So it's a work in progress. But I highly recommend anyone who is feeling stuck or like every day is Groundhog Day to start a morning routine, stick with it for like two weeks, and then see how you feel after. And you're going to feel a huge change. One thing that my friend Sycamore taught me is that he does something called Miracle Mornings, which is also a type of, you know, morning routine. It's a lot more um, like strict, I would say. I think that you have to be out of bed by 8 a.m. every day and do certain like brush your teeth from 8 a.m. to 8.05. It's like a really rigorous schedule. But he told me that it's like completely changed his life. So maybe it'll change yours, too. If you could go into any other field right now, which would it be and why? So this is a great question because it makes me laugh when I think about my episode with my sister Jacqueline when she interviewed me about two episodes ago. And I revealed that I always wanted to work as like a singer or an actress. And I think that as time has gone on, it's really um, morphed into having like an appreciation for the entertainment industry. So I think that if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, which is like working in the spirits and alcohol space, I think that I would do something within entertainment, working with talent, you know, maybe working at a talent management company like UTA or CAA or something like that and and doing like marketing rollouts. I think that that would be really fun. Um, I think that I will always work in some sort of capacity of marketing just because I love the human psychology behind it and it's really fun to me. So you never know. Someone asked advice on mics and a computer to get for someone starting a podcast. Very on brand, and I'm happy to share all of the knowledge that I have found by lurking endless YouTube videos and constant Google searches. But I use the Blue Yeti mic, which is what you're listening to right now, which I really love. I got a protector for the top of it. It's like a foam pop filter, I think it's called, for like six bucks on Amazon. It really helps, you know, the sound and make it less muffled. So I like that. Um, As for computer, I mean, I'm Mac all day, every day. So I would recommend getting a MacBook, um, not the MacBook Air, because the space and storage on that is so minimal that you save like three documents and your computer malfunction. So would definitely get a MacBook Pro. And for programs, I mean, I'm recording this on GarageBand, very basic. And it's super easy to get a hang of when it comes to editing the episodes, which I do all by myself. And at first it was a little bit difficult, but now that I have the hang of it, it's actually really easy and user-friendly. So I'd recommend that. 
As for like an intro song, it took me probably six months to find mine. I wanted it to be perfect. So I would recommend searching on a royalty-free music site, meaning that you only pay for the song once and you can use it anywhere, which is really great because a lot of the songs were like 10 bucks and you have it forever. And you can use it on all different types of content that you create. You know, I've used it in the intro of videos that I dropped on Instagram as well as the podcast. So that's always really cool to do. And, you know, another question which I will just incorporate into this one is how do you distribute your podcast to Apple Music and Spotify? So you have to find a distribution website that you really like and you feel comfortable with. There are a thousand out there and you sign up for the service. Um, I pay like $19 a month for mine. And once you upload everything into one distribution feed, meaning that you like log in, create your account, and then you click new episode and you write your description, you upload the file, the cover image, everything like that. Then once you publish it, it will automatically go to Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Amazon Music, like everything you can think of. However, for Spotify and for Apple Music, there are approval processes, which can be really frustrating. Spotify, I think was like later that day it was up, but for Apple Music, it legit took me like two months for it to get approved. Not because of any other reason that besides that they like do everything manually, which doesn't make any sense to me, but you know, they decide who is going to be on the Apple Music podcast app um by manually clicking and approving. So it does take some time. I had to follow up like three different times and finally I got approved, which is why we just got on Apple Music a few episodes ago. So then when you have your distribution site, every time you upload a new episode on the actual feed, it will automatically go onto all of the approved partners that you have. It does take a little bit of time, though. I think for Spotify, my new episodes show up in like 30 minutes, but you can also schedule it to be released at a specific time. Like I release mine on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. So it's pretty much um, easy to schedule that out once you have all of your content. How do you shoot and create content? Do you have a professional camera? So I do have a professional camera, but it is currently collecting dust in my closet because my iPhone is just so much more mobile and easier to shoot content when I'm out. I don't really want to carry like my huge professional camera. It's kind of a hassle. I also have the iPhone XS, so the camera's really good. Throw a little Lightroom preset on there and you're good to go. I wouldn't recommend investing in a DSLR, which is like a big professional camera, until you feel like you want to or that you're ready for that or that you even need to. I feel like there are a significant amount of influencers that are really big that just use their iPhone for things. And I think that the editing is really important, you know, finding a filter that's cohesive to your feed and sort of gives you that like branding and style that people know you for and it it becomes signature to your brand. So I would recommend keeping it simple, 
get an upgraded iPhone, download Lightroom, find a preset that you like, and go from there. Someone asked me a question about like my closet staples, which is really funny um, because I'm super basic. I wear like black, white, nude, and olive green, I would say. That's like my color palette. But I would probably say like make sure you have a really great blazer, a great pair of white sneakers, a solid pair of black heels that go with everything, your favorite pair of jeans that hug you in all the right places and make you feel fabulous, and a solid white tee. I think all of those things. Oh, and a classic bodysuit. Like I have a bodysuit in every color and it really helps and I just you know, can use that for everything. And I promised last one, having a really good pair of sunglasses. I buy all of my sunglasses on Amazon because I somehow always seem to lose them. So I refuse to invest in expensive pairs of sunglasses, but I think that a good pair really just like changes everything. Last and final question is, how do I define success? I love this question because this is something that I've actually been thinking about just like on my own. And I think that ultimately success to me is inner peace and being happy. And as cliche as that sounds, it really is the truth because you can have all the money in the world. You can have your dream job. You can have, you know, everything that you want. But if you're not right within, then you're not going to be happy. So I think that Happiness is number one, but I think also just like setting goals and reaching them and being financially free and flourishing and be able to do whatever I want and never have to worry about, you know, anything is the ultimate goal. And I think just being surrounded by people that I love and by good people and everyone around me living long and healthy lives. And I think when it comes to my career, there are some some goals that I am really excited to reach, but I don't want to tell you guys because I don't want to jinx it. You're just going to have to stay tuned. That is all I have for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening and for submitting all of these questions. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you liked this new solo episode. I kind of just wanted to switch it up, see what you guys think. Let me know, send me a DM, shoot me a comment, let me know what you're thinking. And if you want to hear more of these solo episodes from me in the future, stay tuned for a new episode dropping next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Love you guys. Bye.